Good evening. Welcome to this evening's edition of the Richard Urban Show, where we present views and news from God's point of view. I am your host, Richard Urban, coming to you from historic Harpersbury, West Virginia. Tonight's episode is The Great Fraud, The COVID-19 Agenda, Part 7. What is the cost to society of the lockdowns? I'd like to look at just that topic of not so much the economic cost, which is going to be, you know, incredible trillions of dollars. No one really knows. But what about the human cost? And then um, we'll talk more about that, looking at from a couple of different angles. I'd like to start with an article that talks about deaths of despair and read an excerpt from this article that appeared in Children's Health Defense on their website. Let's examine three scenarios, lower bound, mid-range, and upper bound. Following the Brenner 1976 model, these figures all reflect the estimated cumulative impact of an increase in unemployment on mortality over a five-year lag period. Lower bound. If the unemployment rate increases by five points as a result of the various lockdowns, then 294,170 additional lives will be lost, not from coronavirus, but from deaths of despair. Mid-range. If the unemployment rate increased by 16.5 points, as predicted by Treasury Secretary Mnuchin, then 970,761 additional lives will be lost to deaths of despair. Upper bound. And if the unemployment rate increased by tenfold, which is what we are already seeing in several states, then 1,053,271 lives will be lost to deaths of despair from government orders to lock down, shut down, and shelter in place. The magnitude of the association between unemployment and mortality is higher for men than women and higher in early career and middle career workers than older workers. It seems reasonable to assume that the coronavirus economic crash will also disproportionately impact the poor and working classes who lack sizable financial resources. So this article appeared March 23, 2020 and is entitled, Will Deaths of Despair Outpace Deaths from Coronavirus? So this is showing how as this Brenner study found that a 1% increase in unemployment rate sustained over a period of six years has been associated with increases of 36,887 total deaths. So it makes sense that, you know, it's not a like static um, ABC thing. When one thing happens, such as unemployment increasing, it cascades into many other areas. So that in itself, is really an important thing to think about. We are social beings, primarily. I'd like to next look at an article in the National Review that talks about the social cost of lockdowns and how that can play out. Past epidemics and natural disasters have carried a high price not just in lives and money, they have also weakened social institutions and eroded social capital. 
The web of networks that bring value to our lives encourages social reciprocity and solidarity. Professors Arnstein, Asave, Guido Infani, Francesco Godolfi, and Marco Lamogli studied the General Social Survey of the United States in the years before and after the Spanish influenza pandemic of 1918-19. Quote, similar to the Black Deaths, the Spanish flu have long-lasting social consequences leading to a decline in social trust. Unquote. They write at the Center for Economic Policy Research. We argue that this potentially resulted from the experience of social disruption and generalized mistrust, which characterized the period. More disturbingly, they write, in a recent paper for the Innocenzo Gasparini Institute for Economic Research at Bocconi University, our findings suggest that lower social trust was passed on to the descendants and survivors of Spanish flu who migrated to the U.S. So our social institutions obviously are very important. One of these, of course, is churches that are not meeting right now. Many other groups are meeting. People are supposed to practice social distancing. Actually, the term should be called unsocial distancing. That's an oxymoron. Is it social to be distant? <laughs> no. It's unsocial distancing. Okay, that's really what it is. As I said before, there's no proof that these these draconian measures, well, the draconian lockdowns work, or that social distancing work. No proof. Of course, people are going to say, oh, look, we did such a great job. We're social distancing. But it appears, as I said in the beginning, that this is turning out to be basically a bad uh, like a regular flu season, or maybe a little worse, in total mortality. And as I said, we need to look at total mortality. Well, in an article just recently in the Hill magazine, not Hill magazine, but the Hill online, then um, Dr. Fauci says that he thinks we shouldn't shake hands anymore. Well, he's completely wrong. That gives you some idea of what kind of person you have leading our... Um, effort here. And we should keep in mind that uh, touch is very important. Of course, it's five, one, one of the five love languages, you know, that Gary Chapman uh, famously wrote about. But also, a famous study showed that when infants didn't receive, receive proper food and, you know, um, clothing, but didn't receive touch and general interaction, actually then like half of those infants died in an orphanage. So we know even intuitively and practically speaking that we are social social um, beings so, and that you know in addition to the trillions of dollars that will, will be lost due to economic crashes if this this craziness continues or the economic crash to people being unemployed to people not being able to carry on their livelihood, we have this general like mistrust. It's like, oh, wait a minute, stay back, stay back now. Oh, okay, oh, don't touch me. I mean, this will be long lasting, I assure you. You know, it's going to be a long lasting effect. And there's no proof that any of these things are really making a difference. As I pointed out yesterday, the states that have less restrictions like South Carolina, South Dakota, Missouri, in Wyoming are doing about the same as any other states. 
or in some cases a lot better. So what what you know and Japan doesn't have these draconian measures in place. They're doing okay over there. So we see there's a lot of a lot of things going on. You know, we've looked at it from the uh many different angles, but I think the loss of trust, the loss of basic human interactions that we normally expect to have, of course the draconian loss of our civil rights, but also just the loss of the uh call it warmth or trust, you know, of society. You know, oh, keep six feet apart now. Oh you know, this is crazy. And we see we saw also uh in the uh fifth episode or actually yesterday's episode, sorry, that you know, epidemiologists are saying this is insane. The whole thing doesn't work anyway. You know, we're talking about a respiratory illness that we need to develop immunity for. So on so many levels, you know, it's completely so wrong. Also recently, uh, I want to mention at the Air Force Academy, there were, uh, after two of this, this, they kept the seniors on campus where the other students went home to study online, and two of the seniors committed suicide. So they loosened up the social distancing restrictions. By the way, I want to keep it in mind that I don't think anybody is arresting you for improper social distancing. And, you know, if you want to talk to your neighbor, I think that would be a good thing. How about seeing if they're still alive? How about seeing if they're doing okay? This is insane. What are we doing to our society? Just even the very thing I'm talking about tells you how wrong this is. Oh, you know, don't come close. Oh. Social distancing, crazy, crazy, crazy. And as I said, the numbers are fraudulent. The motivation is fraudulent. Bill Gates is fraudulent. This whole thing is incredibly fraudulent. So President Trump, stop the craziness. Open the country now. Governor Jim Justice here in West Virginia, open our state up now. Call your governors. Talk to your representatives. Speak out. Don't let your, your, all your rights and freedoms be abrogated and destroyed by these unproven theories and this total destruction of society when nothing is happening, when there's no greater mortality than this time last year. Crazy. That's what we need to know. Is anything going on? Is there greater mortality? And, you know, we're not even seeing that. In fact, I just looked up, was looking up, someone was telling me, oh, there's people piling up at the morgues in New York. I said, oh, I hadn't seen that. So I tried to find that information. Well, what I found out is, yeah, the funeral homes are complaining because only 10 people can come in and they have to sit six feet apart. That seemed to be the main complaint. Yeah, they sent up a tent in the parking lot at one hospital, but there's no verification there's any any uh, dead bodies in there. And uh, yeah, so, and then one doctor, he's the um, health health official from... I believe the uh, county where Brooklyn is, he was saying that although more people are dying right now at the moment, that it would be would not be more deaths than average flu season. Bottom line is stop the craziness. And um, we thank you very much for listening tonight. Do join us tomorrow night for a conclusion of this series on the great fraud, the COVID-19 agenda. This has been part seven. What is the cost to society? of the lockdowns. I thank you very much for joining us and we will see you tomorrow.